Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Tune Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? It's the second part of our look at the Top 40 of the 1st of July 1973. Uh, Many, many decades ago, I was just, I was almost a year old. It was 11 days before my first birthday. So I don't remember fuck all about this. Uh, but there's some good stuff in there. Some there very is, diverse yeah. stuff in there. We've just had a bit of a listen before we came mm. on to uh, Snoopy versus the Red Baron by Hot Shots. Because we kind of weren't familiar with what it was. And it's uh, it's a bit of a reggae thing. Looks like it was on the Trojan label. I was on the Mooncrest label, whatever that was. But... Um, I thought that was some kind of um, like military band thing, but no. So Snoopy was uh, pretty big in 1973. So it was about Snoopy then? It was about Snoopy the dog from Charlie well, Brown? I think so, because... Was there another Snoopy? Snoopy uh, Snoopy's nemesis was the Red Baron. Oh, they, yeah, he could fly they, around, didn't he? There was another dog that was like the Red Baron. And yeah. they'd and they'd fly around and and have fights. That's so I assume it really is Snoopy. Yeah, it is. I'm looking at the lyrics. Mm. In the nick of time, a hero arose, a funny-looking dog with a big black nose. He flew into the sky to seek revenge, but the Baron shot him down. Curses foiled again. I'd forgotten about Snoopy's airborne antics in yeah. Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah, he loved it. Because of course, yeah, I totally forgot about. That. I mean, of course, Joe Cool is his mm. alter ego. Which yeah. I kind of try to base myself on. I have done yeah. for many, many. You, you many do years. remind me of Joe Cool, yeah. Yeah, um, and of course he used to knock around with Woodstock the bird as well. Yeah, there's yeah, maybe well, a deep I, dive I, to be done into Snoopy. Well, I'm big interested in that. I tell you why is that Snoopy's one of those things that is just ubiquitous and has transcended all generations. So if you go yeah. into Unico, the high street clothes chain. Right, yeah. which I, I do from time to time. They always have like sweatshirts and t-shirts in child and adult sizes with Snoopy shit on, and that's just always right. people have always gone in for Snoopy shit. But here's the thing about Snoopy: I don't understand what the fuck's going on in Snoopy, and I never have ever in Snoopy. What in his head? Or... In, in peanuts, the whole fucking thing. Yeah, right. What was it all about? Like. For a start, well, this is nineteen seventy three. <laughs> if you'd asked me when was when was Peanuts a big thing, 
I wouldn't have had the. I would have probably said the late seventies. I wasn't even aware uh, he was. He was obviously in his imperial phase if, in nineteen seventy three because yeah. if you you know you you only release singles when you're very much in your imperial phase. It's usually just before you go mm. into decline like, when you have your like singer. Blobby did, didn't he? Blobby, Teletubbies, all these Bob like the children's characters. They hit mm. a fucking peak and then they release a single. I would never have called that nineteen seventy three. I don't know when it started. Because it's one of those things like The Simpsons, it's pretty much always set, it's frozen in time, the time at yeah. which it was conceived. So I had no idea when that might be. I'm aware of Charlie Brown, Woodstock, the Red Baron, Snoopy, what roles they play, what their characteristics are, I don't know. It all seems a bit, I've always thought, is, it, is the whole thing that it's like they're quite philosophical? It's like a philosophical sort of proposition. There is that, yeah. You're meant to think. But you don't think when you're a kid. Because Charlie Brown, I think the cartoons were made in like the mid-60s. Right, okay. But they were always on when we were kids because yeah. there was fucking, there was nothing to put on for kids. Just, like just the, 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 the BBC or ITV just fucking bought up endless Charlie Browns and put them on. Yeah. And I never knew what the fuck was happening. I was like, what the fuck is this? It's not like mm. Tom and Jerry. He's a dog. But he's not, it's not like rhubarb and custard. He's not doing any dog antics, right? Yeah. Charlie Brown is a neurotic. He was like Woody Allen. He was a mess, he? wasn't he? He was an absolute <laughs> fucking nervous wreck. He was, was pretty much bald. He, he was, was bald kid. from like worry. Two wisps of hair on his head. He was bald yeah. from worry. And then I can't remember the name of the girl who was constantly fucking giving him earache as well. Peppermint Putty. Oh, oh, she well, was a pain well, in the neck, wasn't she? Well, there was Lucy as well. Lucy, Lucy was his sister, that's the one I'm thinking of. I think Lucy was his sister. Yeah, but then Lucy I mean, used to go. Lucy used to go and harass that kid who had the piano. Oh Remember yeah, the kid used to sit and play yes. his little piano all the time. That that and she, like, was, she was that in love with him. Linus. Oh no, no Linus, Linus was the was, one with the blanket. With the blanket, he was another the neurotic. Kid. They were basically it was kids presented as <laughs> neurotics. Now you know, yeah. listen, that's there's there's a lot of truth in that. And, you know, if you read anything about psychotherapy, a lot of it is like, you know, we are all neurotic, but when we're kids, we hide it, right? Mm. We hide it because we learn very, you know, you're kind of like, oh, this is normal. And then you have to look back and think, shit, all that stuff wasn't normal. Of course I was fucking neurotic. Of course I was riddled with anxiety or fear or worry or all this other shit, right? But when you're a kid, you so these, someone had sort of conceived of like a group of kids right, who were actually seeing things with an, a, a, an uncanny clarity despite their youth. So they were fully aware of, like, the human plight. You know, they were, was, they, yeah. were, they were fully aware of the terrifyingly arbitrary nature of, of human existence and the fact yeah. that we're all destined to die, right? And they thought, what if we took some kids and the kids all understood that? They hadn't had to go through years of experience and therapy or, or all of that or studying philosophy. They just they just knew it. Let's do that. And I'm thinking, all right, that's quite an interesting highfalutin idea. But people love to see things about childhood because precisely because childhood is carefree. Yeah, that's kind of what we thought we were getting. We didn't really understand the Peanuts cartoons. We thought, oh, Charlie Brown, as it was called. We I'm thought, like, why are all these kids, kids being boring? Going kids stuff. Yeah, they're not. That's yeah. it. Like, I remember the um, the Rugrats, which was like sort of in the 90s. Yeah. And that seemed to be like a fun version of Peanuts because like they yeah. were getting into adventures and up to no yeah. good, weren't they? Or yeah. Muppet Babies. That was good as well, wasn't it? Fraggle Rock. 
Fraggle that's Rock. Thing. Yeah. That's the sort of shit well, we want to see. Kids mucking about. You go every week, Charlie Brown wants to kick the football and Lucy pulls it away at the last minute every time. And he's and then he's like Woody Allen. He's having these fucking he mad exes. He's having constant crises. Like, oh, God, why don't the other kids respect me or whatever? He's like, falling out. Mate, just get on with it. So that's that. But then chuck into all of that, as if that isn't fucking complex enough already, they've got a dog who just lies about thinking things. Yeah. And the dog's got a mate who's like a little yellow bird. What sort of bird even is that? What is he, a canary or what? It must be, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the Woodstock page now. <laughs> Fucking. Woodstock is Snoopy's best friend and sidekick. He is a small yellow bird of indeterminate species. Mm-hmm. He speaks in a chirping language that only Snoopy and his other bird friends can understand. In return, the bird somehow understands Snoopy's thoughts. In some of the comics, Snoopy can be seen telling a joke to Woodstock and they both laugh so hard they end up falling off the doghouse. Oh, that's, that's quite great. good. That's yeah. great. That's I love good. that. Woodstock sometimes sleeps on top of Snoopy's nose. <laughs> I like that as well. Such mm. as in one strip where Snoopy says, never share your pad with a restless bird. That's like 1960s beatnik talk, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Never yeah. share your pad with a restless bird, man. So... Who's this guy? Who is it? Schultz, right? Charles Schultz. So, what's his story? Maybe was he a 1960s beatnik? I think it started before then. Charles M. Schultz. Um, he was born in 1922, so he'll have been like almost 40 by the time the 50s, 60s came along. But what's Um, his agenda? What was his agenda in all of this? Agenda. Yeah. Is there a section on his Wikipedia page which just says agenda? Agenda, personal agenda. I skip to that bit on every Wikipedia page straight away. I don't fuck around with the other bits. Peanuts started in 1950 in seven newspapers. And uh, at his height, it was published daily in 2,600 newspapers around the world. He must have been fucking rolling in it. Yeah. And, And yet... It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. There aren't any big laughs in it, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And by the you'd way... just watch it because... You'd, you'd watch it because, because yeah. it was there. I don't have any animosity. I don't wish any ill upon Peanuts or the estate of Charles Schultz, by the way. It's like, I'm fine with it. I'm just sort of frustrated that it hasn't clicked in my nut what, spo- what I'm supposed to be getting out of it. I don't know. I mean, and if I like, you're got... I'm a fan of the drawings as well. Yeah. And the soundtrack is great as well on mm. the cartoons, the music. And they showed a Charlie Brown Christmas on Christmas Day a few years ago. Yeah, people love that, that, that That's great. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um... And, it, you know, it, to be fair to Snoopy, he did sort of very much subscribe to the Just Rest lifestyle, didn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. But I tell you what else I liked. Like, Garfield was good, wasn't it? But Garfield, Garfield was very was Just good. Rest. I used to like reading Garfield. Me, me gran used to get the daily... Might be in the Daily Mail or the Daily Express that Garfield was in. I used to read that. Garfield was really good. And when they did it as a cartoon on TV, it was fucking funny, Garfield. But, you know, but I could get that because it was like Garfield was a a lazy, fat slob who was living his best life. He didn't give a fuck. He had no fucking... He didn't have a care in the world about what anyone else thought of him, right? Mm. He loved... His favourite food was lasagna and he had this mental fucking dog that just bothered him the whole time by being over-enthusiastic. That was yeah. great. I could get that. But, you know, in comparison, Peanuts was like a fucking conundrum. It was an enigma. It was an existential crisis. It was fucking... Form. Yeah, it was just so mad. If anyone knows 
what it was. And, and I don't want a complicated explanation. I want a very simple one. What was Peanuts about? A bit more about Snoopy. Snoopy can be selfish, gluttonous and lazy at times and occasionally mocks his owner, Charlie Brown. But on the whole, he shows great love, care and loyalty for his owner, even though he cannot remember his name and always refers to him as the round-headed kid. <laughs> I wonder what our animals call us. Don't know. I think Nelson would have an affectionate name for me because he really likes me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Oscar'd probably call me the boss or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Or um, don't know, sir, something like that maybe. Whew, so there we are. That's Snoopy and the Red Baron. That's number three. So number six by the Hot Shots, and uh, it was on, um, I found the record label, which was called Mooncrest, and they had some stuff, yeah, some reggae stuff, Desmond Decker, Hugh Roy, um, King Sporty, sang Girl I've Got a Date in 1973. Lindisfarne's Fog on the Tyne album was released on that label, so mm. there's all sorts going on there. A group called Lick the Tins in 1991. Steel Ice Span, Sandy Denny, bit of folk stuff, very curious, all sorts going on there. So, um, yeah, that's number six. That's um, Snoopy versus the Red Baron by the Hot Shots. Go and check it out if you want to love a listen to it. Uh, it's up to you, really. Anything else in there that we want to look at? Uh, we already done an episode on this, then. Yeah, we yeah. mostly did the um, what did we talk chart about? rundown, and then I think we... we Talked about something uh, else. Uh, the, the, the description says, a chart rundown, pop sentiency... And a look at the debut issue of Enter CD Rom Magazine. No, not that again. We've done that <laughs> of loads course. of times. Yeah, we have. We? <laughs> um, right, yeah. I mean, Slater at number one with Squeeze Me, Please Me. I'm looking forward to Noddy Holder's forthcoming appearance on the Rock and Turs podcast. I think that's going to be good. Oh, is he coming up on that? That'll yeah. be good. Yeah, yeah. We've because... got Peters and Lee at mm. number two with Welcome Home. Welcome, welcome home. Come on in and close the door. A very warm, That's nice. syrupy kind of I don't think I know that one. Give you not. Oh, I got a number one a couple of weeks later. But Peters and Lee, of course, was uh, Lenny Peters, who was famously blind. Uh, mm. He had the um, the Roy Orbison style dark glasses, mm. but was actually blind. Um, he was blinded in one eye during a car accident when he was five. And a thrown brick blinded his other eye when he was 16. Fucking hell. What That's rotten luck. heartache. My rotten God, imagine luck. that. You're blinding one eye when you're five, and then someone chucks a brick at you when you're 16, which will have been 1947. It'll have been like World War II rubble, probably. Mm. Oh, man. That's, that's how things were back then. You could never be sure that you'd survive with one eye uh, when there's fucking masonry getting chucked around post-war. Um, and he teamed up with actress and singer Diane Lee from Sheffield and they got onto Opportunity Knocks. Do you wow. remember that, Sam? Uh, I don't... I mean, I'm, I'm aware of what it is, um, but I don't really ever remember watching that, no. Well, it was massive in the 70s. It was the Britain's uh, Got Talent, the, really, wasn't it? It was the Britain's Got Talent of its, of its era. And the acts would come on, and I'm pretty sure it, in order to vote, you had to send in a postcard mm. with your uh, choice of act. 
you had to send it into the BBC and then they count up the, the votes on postcards that people are sending. It wasn't even like you didn't even phone in. I don't think you had to do uh, postcard voting. And then the winner got to come back the next week. And Peters and Lee won Opportunity Knocks for seven weeks in a row. So obviously, fucking, they were huge. Might have been the blind thing. Might have been the sympathy card. Don't know. Um, Stevie Wonder, of course, also blind, also a massive star. There's a lot of, I know this is awful, but there are a lot of people who cast doubt over the blind credentials of both Stevie Wonder and Peters and Lee. And Lenny Peters. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I'm really against that. But the internet's full of all sorts of fucking crackpot theories, isn't it? I'm at the stage now where I don't believe a single fucking thing I read on the internet. Mm. Unless I've got the time and patience to be able to try and like verify it from multiple sources. I just assume everything's shite. How many sources? Says. What's your minimum five, source? Five sources. Five minimum. Five, yeah. yeah. Sometimes more. Or if something is, is published by what I would regard as a credible news source. Mm, like The Lancet. My attitude yeah. is, if it's not yeah. been in The Lancet, yeah. then I'm not interested. Yeah. The Lancet, the, something like that, one source. I don't need to go checking it out. Mm. Um, yeah, or, um, uh, periodicals of record. So yeah. we're talking about the BMJ, The Lancet, Enter CD-ROM magazine, Enter these, CD-ROM. these kind of publications. That kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, agricultural publications. Yeah, Farming Today. Well. That kind of thing, yeah. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. So, uh, yeah, there are a lot of people who cast doubts on um, Stevie Wonder because there's some footage of him catching a microphone stand one time. Which felt mm. towards him. There's also footage of him driving around his compound. He has a compound, obviously, like all big pop stars and celebrities do. He's got Stevie Wonder compound, and I'm pretty like sure the bloke, that the bloke who won the, the national lottery, the Lotto Lout, the Lotto Michael, Lout, he had a compound. Um, I've yeah. forgotten his surname, and he turned his big garden into a dirt track to drive <laughs> stock cars around. <laughs> yeah, I always felt bad for him. Because he was just, he won the lottery and just had a right laugh, and it was just classic yeah. sort of tabloid snobbery, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. What a waste of the money. He's driving yeah. stock cars around his garden. Yes, no, I do. That's the thing about these poor people. They have no idea what how to properly spend their money. <laughs> he should have invested it in bonds. Yes, but, or but, something. Why didn't he buy a piano? Fuck <laughs> off. Hey, because he wants to fucking do stock car racing like any normal person would. Uh, Gosh, yeah. I'd I'd do a dog track. (laughs) And I'd buy loads of racing dogs. No, 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 not racing dogs, just regular dogs. Yeah, that'd be better, wouldn't it? All kinds of breeds. Street dogs. (laughs) Yeah. I'd race it. What do you do now, they say? Oh, I race street dogs. (laughs) Do you ever get bored of it? Oh. No, no, you can't get bored of something like that. Every day brings a new experience, a new adventure. Different, 
Different dog wins every time, pretty much. I wake up every day filled with excitement about what those wacky dogs are going to do today. (laughs) It's always impossible to predict what they'll do next. Uh, That'll be a great cartoon. Sam's lottery racing dogs. (laughs) Ten-year-old Sam won the lottery. Yeah, and he decided to start in a dog track. But this was no ordinary dog track. It was a dog track where Sam raced street dogs. <laughs> and every dog had a different story. Yeah, oh, lovely. Did you ever read uh, Harry McClary from Donaldson's Dairy? Yeah. Fucking great book. Yeah. That's right up there with Elton John's book in my top five ever. How many of the dogs can you remember? Schnitzel McCrum was, was one and of them. With a very thing. low tum. Yeah. Um, oh God, Harry McClary from Donaldson's Dairy. I can't remember any of oh, them now. Man, we used to have like, six of the books that came in a little tote bag. Oh, I only know the original. Great. What did he have? A lot of different adventures. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you remember the name of the books. cat? The cat was a cunt, wasn't he? Come yeah. in at the end, trying to fucking duff him up. Um, oh, gone on the Harry McClary. Yeah, Harry Ma- oh, there's a whole Wikipedia. Now. Just click straight Her- to agenda. What was Harry McClary's <laughs> agenda? Hercules Morse, as big as a horse. Yeah, bottomly pots. Bottomly pots, covered, covered in, in spots. spots. Muffin McClear, like a bundle of hair. <laughs> Bits of Maloney, all skinny and bony. That's my favourite one. Schnitzel von Crumb with a very low sum. I always think you there to see that this, we've just come up with a story that already exists, basically. And the cat was Scarface <laughs> Claw. Dogs. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Mm. Probably, I don't know if there's been a TV version of them. Yeah, sure I, just go- I just Googled it and some YouTube videos came up straight away. Nice. Might watch them later on. Uh, so what else we got here? We got Bowie, Life on Mars. You, oh, we've already discussed you going to see the film. My mate went to see the film that's out mm. about David Bowie, and he said he he said that, and he's a huge Bowie fan like yourself. And he said that he actually had to shut his eyes at one point because he said it was yeah. too. He said it was a, an oppressive sensory overload, yeah. and that yeah, he, it actually made him feel nauseous. Yeah, my daughter said she had to give her a big headache. Yeah, I think that's partly seeing it. it, It's partly seeing it in the, um, what do you call it? The IMAX. The IMAX. But he was like, he went, I don't know whether I liked it or not. And I thought he'd be like, he's like one of the biggest Bowie fans I know. I thought he'd be like, and he was like, it was really, I found it very difficult to watch. It was too much. Yeah, I can imagine that. He He went, imagine Adam Curtis documentary. He went like the way that they use all that, like loads of randomised archive footage cut. Yeah. Yes, but the cutting is like uh, on speed. It's like cut, yeah. cut, 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 cut. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. But remember as well, <laughs> I, I, I've got epilepsy. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, that can be true. triggered by that sort of thing. Last thing you need is me fucking having an epi and pissing my pants in the IMAX. Yeah. You might have to wait till it's out on Blu-ray or something and then get watch, it in the house and wait, where you can pause it or just hide behind the sofa or something. In a controlled environment. Exactly that. Mm. Yeah. Um, Albatross is at number five uh, and that, of course, made famous by Tony Hart, wasn't it? Was it? It was used in the... He goes, now it's time to look at the gallery. Do you remember... And then we'd look at all of the things that people had sent in. That wasn't Albatross, was it? That was Albatross. That was Albatross, wasn't it? Nah, was it? I think it was somewhere else. Let's, let's put it to the test. I'm going to say... Was... 
it, well, here, here it comes. This is the one I know. Oh, yeah, you're right, yeah. All it's right, I'm just going to put in Albatross Tony Hart. No, there is no record of the two <laughs> things being collect- connected at all. So what the fuck am I on about? Well, I mean, it, I mean, you I said born that, then. It's fine. I, I said that with such confidence. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it was Tony Hart who made Fleetwood Mac famous, wasn't it? He was... They were... There's Albatross. Yeah, just imagine that. Shut your eyes and imagine a camera very slowly panning across a macaroni touring where they painted a load of macaroni <laughs> and like yeah. and stuck it to a bit of sugar paper, right, yeah. in the shape of a car. Yeah. It it, it works for can, me. Can you picture it? it? it, it yeah, but it, it, it seemingly didn't happen. Someone's put an, a one-hour loop of Albatross by Fleetwood Mac on YouTube. So you Andy, stick it on. I you, think that's for the druggists. You know we're on. Um, we're going on tour soon. Uh, now well, I know your yeah. your number one rule when it comes to touring is no props or no nothing, nothing of any scale on the road. <laughs> right? Yeah. Fair enough. I get that. But wouldn't it be wonderful? If we did some live artwork, mm. uh, what like kind of drawing caricatures of audience members? Uh, I'm thinking more of, of macaroni art now that it's in my macaroni head. Macaroni art, you know, like we have to do. Maybe someone, maybe like. Obviously, I'm not saying we read this; it'd be too much of an undertaking. But say we we had a small table and it had a variety mm. of art um, implements and resources mm. on it. Mm. And we both had an easel. And in yeah. the audience, they shouted out something mm. like, so we want a picture of this with this and this. A bit mm. like that geezer on Twitter, uh, you know, will draw you anything. Jim will paint it. Jim yeah. will paint it. And we, using the resources at our disposal, both had to create a piece of artwork during the course of the show, whilst we're also talking and doing yeah. things. Yeah. And then at the end of the show... Um, the audience vote on who's his best. Yeah, that'd be good. that's that's worth thinking about. It does just actually sound looking. quite like fun, doesn't I, it? I, I will say I was just looking at one of the venues, their rules and regulations, and they no do macaroni. say glitter, glitter and confetti is not permitted in the venue. Any use of glitter and confetti will attract a cleaning fee of one hundred pounds. Paper confetti is permitted with advance permission. No does mention it- of. Like macaroni? macaroni or any other kind of dried what pasta. Glue. No mention of glue either. Okay. Well. Do you remember the show we did in Sunderland? That kind of one-off Christmas thing yeah. that we did, and it ended with us just putting a fifty-minute monkey documentary on a laptop at yeah. the front of the stage. Mm. People are just come and have a look at. Mm. Oh, what about if we do a nature table? Yeah. And people can just come and have a look at the nature table. At well, the end. we've brought things like pine cones, yeah, pine cones, um, and stuff like that. Little, maybe a bird's nest that we found. Yeah, a, a, tree. a feather. Yeah, <laughs> feather. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll have a we'll have a nature table. And uh, an acorn shell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really want a nature table. Okay, yeah, nature table. And could we put <laughs> a thing out in week. advance of Ronnie's bought teachers on social saying? If you would like to contribute to tonight's nature table, yeah, please come to the front before the gig starts 
and just put deposit. No, no, no. no there needs to be a gatekeeping. What in case they try to get? They try to. No, they put can't some touch the nature table. Anthrax inside a conker. Yeah. But if, you, if people want to bring something, they can bring something and then we'll do nature table bit and then they've got to like okay. put the hand up uh, and see what they've got. in the audience and then yeah, we rate it. We decide if, we, if it's viable for the nature table or not. But if Ra- it goes in the nature table, we keep the cunt. Rate your nature. <laughs> now it's time for rate your nature. You, sir, what have you got? Oh, I've got a, uh, a twig. What sort of nah. tree is it from? It's either an, an ash or, a, or an old English oak twig. Beach. Where did you find it? I found it in the street on the way here. <laughs> Why do you think it's think good? It, it's just a good solid twig. I think it blew off in the in the wind, that uh, storm we uh, had uh, last week. It's got a nice bit of bend to it, but not too much. Mm. It's not floppy. It's still turgid. It's a good twig, that. Uh, no, sorry, it's not getting sorry, onto our table. Boring. Yeah, shit twig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good that I'll, I'll add that to the things we're going to do nature table <laughs> um, <laughs> what, else is gonna, what else is happening in this chart uh, well phew. rubber bullets by 10cc I don't know that song uh, load up load up load up load up with rubber bullets because rubber bullets mm. were very popular in the 70s in uh, yeah. the Northern Ireland troubles we so have planted a quite... rubber bullet in your skull. <laughs> and? That was like, the, we used to do um, fake bomb alerts on the skull by whoever could do the best Irish accent. Like, obviously it never worked. But we were like, yeah. no, it's true, right? All you have to do is call the skull from a phone box, right? And you do an Irish accent and you say that they've done a bomb in the skull and then we all get it's to go home. <laughs> never worked. Yeah. <laughs> Three bomb alerts every day but, but from someone, high-pitched, the, 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 high-pitched terrorists. The reason I remembered it is because someone once rang up, and because they were always talking about rubber bullets on the news and associating them with Ireland and the troubles, someone once, it was someone's turn to do the ill-fated bomb scare call. And mm. instead of saying, we've planted a bomb in your school, they rang up and went, we have planted a rubber bullet in your school. <laughs> Like, you can't plant a rubber bullet, you daft bastard. Uh, <laughs> well, you could, but it wouldn't scare anyone. Uh, 10cc. There's um, an urban myth about their name. That yeah, we talked. Um, to, we did talk about this one on the last yeah, episode. Apparently, nine cc is the um, average male ejaculation. And they're like, we're um, one better than the average male. Better. Yeah. But uh, their name was actually def- devised by the, the pervert Jonathan King. Um, and he just had a dream, apparently, where he'd um, he'd seen the, the, the big poster or something which said 10cc, the biggest band in the world. So What did he have to, to do with, with any of it? What did he, he have signed to do with them, 10CC? I think. I think he signed them. He signed Genesis as well. He was so a, he was a what was he an a, an A and R man? Pretty much, yeah, yeah, um, a talent spotter. All right, more ways than one. Fucking hell! Um, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he the talent them. spot in Richmond Park, apparently. Yeah. Uh, he um, yeah. So that that's the the, the spunk story. Uh, 
doesn't carry any weight whatsoever. Yeah, so can, that, that, nice does, that does not pass the Andy Dawson five corroborating sources no, test. No. So no. I'm afraid Andy has banned thee. Yeah. I mean, I got that from Snopes.com, which is one of the best sources of truth and lies. But then that could be full of lies. You just Lot don't know, do you? You what is that? Know. You need, you know, like where you do. I ban thee. You need something mm. now for facts slash earth urban myths slash misinformation. Yeah, that we have a line where you can sign it to somewhere mm. to to your uh, the yeah. dustbin of lies. <laughs> yeah, Andy's dustbin of lies. I can sign thee to the dustbin <laughs> of lies. <laughs> That's like the door being <laughs> shut. Or the lead oh, on the bin. I was going to say, if you do like the top 40 chart rundowns that we do, we're going to be doing some during the live shows. We're that, going to have that, some that, randomly selected charts. That'll eat up some time. <laughs> yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to print out some randomly selected charts and not even look at them. Mm. And then we'll just we'll whip one out each night and do the top 40. Each show will be different on this tour. A lot of it's mm. going to be just... Off the cuff. So if there's any super fans out there, it's well worth buying a ticket to every show and Come following on us on tour. Yeah. That's the plan. Um, Anything else in this chart? Is Dave Edmonds the guy behind the Wombles, mate? No, that was Mike Butt. Right. Are the Wombles and, in this chart? In that case, this episode is over. <laughs> I have nothing else to add. I'm just scanning down there. There's lots of stuff in there we could talk about, but we don't have a lot of knowledge of it. So, just Live, outside the we chat must have was, talked about live and let die last week, I suppose. I don't think we did. Mm. I don't think we did. But, but what is there anything to say about live and let die? That hasn't been said before. No. Yeah. Okay. There we are. That's it. We've dealt with the first of July, 1973. We'll deal with another chart next time, as picked by the uh, random pop blob. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.